Yeah, well, again, that'd have been my cousin Bob Davison. He yeah. he's a, to blame Bad for a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of just escalated, but all but both done like a few Ironman, and then we done the triple. Uh, but we done an Irish Ironman. We put our own twist on one, so we uh, we went to lap the lock one year on the feet, yeah. the same day as the bicycles were going around it, and then. I remember I'd walk in the dog and Bob had said, we'll lap the lock. And I remember thinking, we could do 100 miles. So I'd got to buy the sponsors, Paul Feeney and uh, Donick Moore had sponsored us. So it was about 100 miles back till base. And then we thought, Philip, if we could do 100, we could do 112 miles, which would be the Ironman bike. So then we decided we'd do this Irish Ironman, we called it. So I left Bob's house and we cycled 13 miles out to Bally Ronan. And I met a few boys out there and then went on the 2.4 mile swim in Ballyrunnan and then we cycled the 13 mile back so that was the marathon done on the bikes the swim done on the lock and then we headed off from Cookstown to Markfelt to lap the lock on your feet on the feet yeah and then right around the Ballyrunnan again back into Cookstown and out to Donnachmore till the cryo chamber where we're finishing so it actually worked out 114 miles on the feet and then that whole thing took 36 hours to start to get completed. That's Keith Clark. And this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. Sorry for missing last week, folks. I was knocked over with man flu, but we're back this week with a great episode. Keith Clark, a phenomenal athlete from Dungannon, County Tyrone. Last week, he was breaking records by running 100 miles backwards. I'm still amazed by his achievement. The completion of larger-than-life challenges is nothing new to Keith. In this episode, we hear what it takes to complete a triple Ironman, which consists of a 7.2-mile swim, 336-mile bike, and a 78-mile run. If that wasn't enough, how about a Decker Ironman, which is 10 Ironmen in 10 days? I believe only around 70 people have completed this worldwide. So an absolute astonishing achievement. Before we go into the podcast, I'd like to give our sponsors Born to Run a shout out. They had a great turnout today for the Cabroni race, which was their fourth race out of eight in their winter series. The fifth is on 5th of January in Tollymore Forest Park near Newcastle County Down. Another great location, so I hope to see you all there. It's a pleasure to be back. I give you Keith Clark. Congratulations, anyway. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> that was a bit crazy. Yeah. So 100 miles backwards. What the heck? Yeah. Like, when did that seed start? Uh, I'd say last year I was following a PT boy from England. Um, uh, he was trying to do 100 miles backwards last year. Uh, what's this you going? Grenade. Jay Grenade, oh, I can't remember his first name now. But anyway, he was trying to do 100 miles backwards at the same time I was training for Dublin last year. So he was putting stuff up on Facebook and I was sort of watching what miles he was doing and stuff. And I thought, flip, I'm doing as much miles for Dublin as he was for the 100. So I kept an eye on that. And then, well, he managed to do 100 kilometres. He done 62 miles. And then I thought, flip, I'll have a crack at that. And then that's just how your, your main focus was then to do Dublin backwards. Oh, well, last year was Dublin backwards, so it was an end. You didn't have any prospects at that stage, to no, not just you've seen this guy come yeah, on, yeah, not really. I and then I thought, 
after I done it and then the dust had sort of settled from it and then mid this year I thought flip I'll take an hour crack at it here and if I can do Dublin on about three or four weeks training I'll maybe shape it doing the hundred so that's how that materialised that's crazy like yeah and like what even stripping it back further than that then so what made you think about doing Dublin back with uh, I had done the World Police Fire Games in Cookstown about five years ago back with us I was trying to raise money for the scanner appeal in the okay. hospital in Northern Ireland that time and I'd done like three training rooms I'd done like a three a five and I thought if I could do half of it I'd done like six yeah. and then I'd done it the following week but I couldn't walk for about three weeks after it right enough Jeez. Yeah, but I raised like a thousand pound for that and then I just after that I thought flip if you trained you could maybe do a marathon back west mm-hmm. but then I sort of forgot about them for three or four years and that was it so tell me then doing Dublin for the first time then yeah like how, how do you prepare your body for running backwards yeah well again I just started off slow I just took it as starting to run again only yeah. backwards so I've done like three miles one mile three miles a couple of fours and then eventually got up to 10k and then I got up to 10 miles and a half marathon were you getting any issues on the build up then uh, sore you'd be very sore the next day obviously because everything's working the wrong road around yeah. And when you're training and you're on your own? Yeah, well I had been on my own. I found a wee road out to the road there. It's about a mile stretch. So I was doing like out and back repeats on it. And I knew every wee pothole and bump and corner on it. <laughs> uh, but I just have this vision of this one mile out and back. Like, yeah. Is this madman running backwards? I know. <laughs> I, I could see a few curtains moving in the houses <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I sort of got to know the cars. At the start I would have like stopped as the cars was coming towards me. Because I sort of was a bit embarrassed and thinking... Well, yeah. but every time you stop the road he's like coming towards you you know yeah. he's moving so sort of felt a wee bit wobbly so it was best just to keep on running and let them look and go on past because you're going against what your your whole body balance and yeah yeah sort of. it makes you stand tall and straight and mm. it's actually good for your posture if you don't do that much of it really but <laughs> anytime i would have turned around sometimes and ran forward then if i seen a car but you kind of like you kind of want to take off running fast after you've been running backwards, you know. Yeah. But uh, I've now had whenever I told people I was going to do Dublin, a few people were coming out running with me on the road, so. so that helped. Aye, that would that helped to sight for me a wee bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Because what about your neck? Like, do you does your yeah, neck get a bit sore? Yeah. Well, in fact, I got a wee bit of physio on my neck yesterday because it was very sore from the weekend. <laughs> but after a while believe it or not you don't have to look around you as much as you think because you're kind of watching the birds yeah. so you just take a wee juke up the road make sure there's no potholes or curbs or anything and then away you go I had done Dublin <coughs> I couldn't <coughs> see it in a onesie suit you know yes. I, couldn't, I actually could not see it yeah. so every now and then I would take a look with one eye as far as I could up the white line Yes. and then just know as long as I could see the white line at my feet yes. as long as there's no potholes you know yeah, running yeah. up the street on the white line and you could follow it uh-huh. I suppose it's pretty much the same as that you're sort of gauging yeah yeah you're, you're sort of gauging a wee bit so you can get a wee look but in fact I find whenever I done Dublin I had a couple of spotters with me and then I didn't have to look around as much but I found mm-hmm. them my neck was getting stiff from not looking around because a lot more people so, about now as well oh there, yeah like, yeah so that um, might, must make it difficult yeah yeah and especially towards the end uh, <clears throat> well it was still kind of going strong and I was maybe catching a few back markers you know so I had a like wave in and out of the traffic as such <laughs> so that, well at least you got to see their face when you were overtaking them yeah yeah no, it, was, <laughs> it like... was unreal because <clears throat> excuse me I had done Belfast half marathon 
been training for Dublin and it, I sort of thought people were a wee bit maybe uh, look at your man there type thing you mm. know like I didn't want to be showing off or anything but I sort of got that negative vibe yeah, sometimes <clears throat> so I was a wee bit worried about going to Dublin for that reason but everything everybody was unbelievable they were like shaking my hands on the way past and I had done Loch Ness Martin and in September past and I actually took cramp about 200 yards from the finish I mean solid cramp yes I couldn't move forward so I finished backwards yes I uh-huh. probably allowed Brilliant. me to yes and um, but I didn't I didn't want people to think I was just being freaking cocky yeah yeah you know, I taking know. the piss out of them you're going mm-hmm. sort of past people running backwards um, but it was actually you know turn around and go around front it was just cramping so it was the only way I could finish like yeah so same sort of that same sort of feeling like and can you think of anything that was happening then during Dublin like you better have got a lot of sport as well oh the, the spectators in Dublin was unbelievable yeah <clears throat> that's why I'm back this year and done it again because the support and the clapping and people like I say mm-hmm. shaking your hands and giving you the thumbs up and people's faces were just an amazement that you know because <laughs> they were asking the spotters with me they were like how long is he doing this for and they were like no no the whole way like and people was just amazed and Obviously, that spurred me on a good bit. So yeah, and it's great too because people see it at the beginning of the course, and then they go, "She says that Egypt yeah, down yeah, and finishing uh-huh. straight again." We <coughs> yeah. see it at mile five, like you're still at it, like yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And what sort of time did you do in Dublin? Hey, I done five, Jesus. five thirty-eight, and five. I just broke five and a half hours this year. Five twenty-nine. I done. That's unbelievable, isn't it? So so. You were happy with that? Oh, I was very happy. Yeah, yeah, because. I had cramped a good bit the first year and I lost, I'd say I lost 10 or 15 minutes through cramp. But I took plenty of salt tablets this year. and That's, what was, that's one question I was going to ask. And so your technique that you're sort of using, sort of talk me through the technique a little bit. Yeah, well, to run really fast backwards, you kind of need to be flaring your feet out a wee bit. You can mm-hmm. get, get up speed because I had broke a couple of 1-hour 10k markers in training. So I had on my own, so I, st- I still would like to do a race somewhere, a proper official 10k and try and break the hour at it. Uh, but again, whenever you're doing the longer miles, you kind of just, you're bringing your cadence down a wee bit and yeah. keeping a good arm pump going. Do you find you're, you're right up on your sort of toes? Oh, you're, you're, right up on, you're right up on your tippy toes and you're, you're pushing back. So your feet are getting squashed yeah. together. So I find I was getting a few more blisters that I would never normally get blisters, mm. just with the pushing back. And then I tried to put my heel on the ground every time to stretch my calf at the same time. Yeah, because your calves are really... Yeah, yeah. They're really getting over They're doing a lot of work, like, yeah. Because it's twice as much of what you're usually using, I suppose. Like, mm-hmm. Did you change your shoes in any way? Were you looking for something with more comfort? No, no. I just uh, kept the same shoes that I had been running forwards in and mm-hmm. used them. But I kept a particular pair for running backwards, just of the same brand. Yeah. It's so, a bit unusual because normally I break down what people do because people are interested and they're engaged and like what fuel they use and what like yes. they're trying to do. Um, I don't know how many people are going to be listening to this thinking, yeah, I want to know what shoes to wear, <laughs> I want to know what technique yes, yes. to be uh, able to actually run in backwards because it's so, so, so unique really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well there's not that many people doing it. Uh, <laughs> well I have been using a Brooks Glycerins, I'd say them's about my seventh or ninth pair of them mm. in a row so I literally didn't even have to go to the shop and get them uh, Dermot and Armagh Sports and Trophies there I'd get them off him and my sister works in Armagh so she just lifted okay, them brilliant. for me so that was dead handy now but okay, so the 100 miles then so you got Dublin passed which was yeah. end of October then yeah how far you got up in training did you say in Dublin uh, 
in miles wise. Yeah. I've been doing I've done two twenty milers oh, for Dublin. So good training and yeah, yeah. At that time you were thinking though. Yeah, I was thinking long term. I was yeah. kind of using Dublin as a training run. Mm. So mentally, I thought if I get through Dublin here comfortably, and then I'll keep the ball rolling. I was initially going to do the hundred miles in May, but they found the more training I was doing, the more sore I was getting, the more time mm. it was taking up, and I just thought my body's not going to stick the training till May. Yeah. So then, I went out. I'd been doing ten and twelve miles and half marathons out at Esperlock. And then I took a Tuesday off work and went out and done a marathon on my own. On backwards. My, backwards on the path. And that <laughs> took me just shy of six hours. I never stopped the watch whenever I took any pit stops or train, uh, food on board. So mentally I had it in my head if I can do a marathon on my own. And then with my mates coming with me, I could try and in for yeah. another. So it has been quite a long build up to it, like, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Oh, just I, on the oh no, path, no, like. definitely not. No, I had done close on 260 miles mm. backwards training for it over the f- sort of 18 months yeah almost, yeah that like, really of, wasn't it yeah, like, yeah. trying to build that up like mm-hmm. and that's really stood by you obviously when you go because when you were talking to me a couple of weeks ago like you're gonna go and do it like i was like how's his body gonna cope with that like yeah even 100 miles forward yeah you know, it's such a big challenge in itself is there a record for it uh, i think back in the 80s there was a uh, someone had done 93 or 95 miles but uh, nobody had actually done the hundred, so was it officially recorded? Is well, it? all the stats and all there of the Garmin, and I had a timing chip from Elite Timing uh, were up, and all the records is there. So I'm gonna send all the boomf and information over to Guinness, and yeah. then they can take it on board, scrutinize it, and then get back to me. Class, that'd be so good to get that, so, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. Um. So tell me about that day then. So when was that? Was that the fifteenth? Yeah, fifteenth. Fifteenth of December. Last like Saturday. so. Like, were you nervous coming into that? Uh, yeah, well, I went out on the Friday and the gazebo man uh, had put up the, the marquee for us and all the prep was all done, you know, everything was ready. Yeah. So I just had to go out at five o'clock on the Saturday morning and I met all my sister and mum and dad and the wife and all come out then to start at, at six o'clock. So the weather was, wasn't... Yeah, it didn't, it didn't start to rain. Well, the weather was good at six o'clock whenever it was started off. We but we bit of a drizzle but nothing much mm. but then it seemed to be about an hour in then it just started raining and rained and then it just was relentless <laughs> it never stopped <laughs> i think it rained for like 20 hours or something jeez that was deadly uh, and the wee path we were on it started like flood so a couple of mates had to get like a crowbar and there's like a boundary line of rocks between the lock and the path and they had to like push the rocks into the lock to like get rid of the water jeez. but then the water level had rid in the lock and yeah. it was actually like flowing back onto the path so definitely didn't make it easy now but uh, i don't think it put too many people off because there were still yeah. lots of people out it was a great buzz though wasn't it oh yeah it was a good atmosphere and great support from everybody i was live on the radio then at uh, your place where mine phoned me at about quarter past eight in the morning at a couple of hours done at that stage i think at 10 miles done and talked to them for a wee minute and then uh, just seemed to be more and more people up here and brilliant yeah there was over 200 people come out and supported which was, was great. Was there anything un, unforeseen appeared that day that you hadn't really considered or thought of? Uh, <clears throat> no, not really. I had, because I've done yeah. a good bit of stuff before, I had everything prepped and uh, well, I even brought a tumble dryer out with us and I brought washing lines out with us and I brought a clothes horse out with us. <laughs> uh, and I had gas stoves going and soup and stew and no, I had everything, everybody yeah. in the family and all the crew around me all know 
Was there, the was there people running the opposite way? Or? Yeah, yeah, there was like people could have come out and ran with me instead in front or behind mm-hmm. or people could have come out and done their own thing. So because uh, the path was only like a quarter of a mile long and back, so we're meeting people quite regular. So you get a wee bit of a chat and a wee bit of a high five. So it helps. Like, yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Can you think of one thing that sort of sticks out in your mind? Just one memory from the whole event? From the whole event? Uh, yeah, it actually wasn't even running related. It was a few of the collegial runners had come out, and I was in the tent getting changed. And there was a young boy, and he had got his photograph taken with me. And I asked him, was Santa bringing anything nice? And he was telling me what it was. And then he was telling me that he put his pocket money into the bucket for the sick children for the charity. Jeez. And I kind of just was like, my goodness, that's it what sinks, it's all. Sinks the heart. Yeah, man, that's like... what it was all about. And. It just made going back out of the wind and the rain that wee bit more easier, mm-hmm. knowing that the like of that young boy had said that to me. Just so, inflated your why really, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the sort of things was, you hold on to nearly. Yeah, the end. you stop feeling sorry for yourself and mm-hmm. just get on with it. you raised a lot of money for charity, didn't you? In that yeah, way? well, hopefully with the gift aid and all three, we haven't done a grand total yet, but it should be over six and a half thousand pounds. Uh, it? it was for Cancer Focus. For Cancer NA, Focus, yeah. NA. And mm-hmm. um, like, so 100 miles backwards, is that you finished, you think? Well, Backwards running. Uh, well, actually, yeah, Ed from the Erangina 24 hour race was messaging me there, looking to know was it going to come down because there's a record for the fastest 100 kilometers. So there is, so I think it's Whoa. 19 and a half hours, I think. So, uh, well, if you had asked me last week, I definitely would have said no, but yeah. as, <laughs> <laughs> as the pain eases and the legs and the blisters go down, I don't know, I wouldn't. Wouldn't maybe not rule it out, like. Yeah, and what dates that on the side? My solar's in around June time, I think that is, so mid-year. Mid so you would still be carrying a lot of that, that sort of plays in your head a wee bit, because you're carrying a lot of that training with you, like, Yeah, yeah, it? oh aye. It's so just about sustaining it then on that day. Aye, it's just come back out and doing it again now, but I don't yeah. know, I don't know, we'll see. We'll you, can, see. you can see that brand mark being stamped on you, there's that guy <laughs> that runs backwards all the time. yeah. You should just actually do your shopping right now. So walking backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had a few people asking me, you're not going backwards at the minute now, but Yeah. So as I when I've got you here then, so like two thousand and twenty I'm planning on hoping to do the um double armor. Yeah. So you're not Fantastic. new to big challenges at all. And there's always, as you say, when you're doing the marathon backwards, then you yeah. all of a sudden you see somebody running a hundred. Um, trying to make run a hundred miles backwards. There's always somebody out there has done more, which oh, makes yeah. it easier for yourself. By far, yeah, yeah. It sort of opens your mind, doesn't it? Like yeah. when you're doing that, and I sort of mentioned to you, I was going to think about doing. Well, I wasn't thinking. That's my plan on doing the yes. double. Um, and you've done the triple. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it makes it easier actually <laughs> when you know those people have done like triple. Yeah. There's people even done more than that. So what? Oh, what? When? What does that entail then? Uh, I, don't, well, I don't know what <coughs> work it out in my head. Well, we done the triple Ironman was, seven point eight mile swim. We done it in the pool was was four hundred and forty lengths of, Cookstown swim pool, and then got onto the bike and cycled for three hundred and thirty eight miles. Jesus. And then got off the bike and ran the three marathons, which was seventy eight. Point six miles. Or so the bike alone, like, so what length is Ireland? So Northern Ireland, I know, is like ninety six miles from top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, think about it, it's like cycling to the bottom and to the top. Of yeah. Ireland two or three times, is it? Aye, it would be. Aye, down and back up a bit. I would say. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a seven mile loop we done. So I think it was forty seven or forty nine loops, 
of a seven mile bike course. Jesus, like. And then the, the marathons was just a half a mile out till a turn point and half a mile back. How, how do you, how do you mentally get through that? Is it just the people around you and the buzz that's going on? Yeah, like just it's... you just break it down into small sections. You just mm. one length of the pool at a time. Get the four hundred and forty lengths done. Get out. Get about to eat. Get onto the bike, and again, it's just one lap after one lap after one lap, and break it down. And don't you don't really think about. You visualize yourself at the finish line, yes, but you can't think. Oh, I have an hour twenty hours to do here, or mm. you just take an hour at a time and chip away at it, small chunks. You just you just know you're there, and you just accept it. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. Know as just, long as you keep moving forward, you'll you'll mm-hmm. eventually get there at some stage. Yeah, well, obviously the food and the support is a big help but again at that uh, at the triple it rained it rained for 24 hours on the bike well actually that's how I knew to bring a tumble dryer out on me at the back room because <laughs> we, we were using my cousin's house who done it with me Bob Davison and uh, we blew up his tumble dryer trying to get the clothes dried um, <laughs> I was doing a lap on the bike and I seen a tumble dryer pass me on a car and trailer and I thought Flip, where's that going and then I seen it pulling into Bob's house and Somebody had made the call to get a fresh tumble dryer, so yeah. it makes all the difference, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. In your yeah. mind, it's just so. Oh, you have to be prepared to have all the stuff ready, and I remember phoning my mate, and he brought me out a pair of bicycle shoes just to get a fresh pair on while the other ones was trying to dry. But it was that took fifty nine hours and forty seven minutes to do all that. Jesus. Uh, non stop. That is crazy, like. Yes. Uh, at that time, we weren't. Weren't really counting calories or anything. Uh, uh, that was maybe two thousand and ten or eleven. We done that, and mm. we we're just sort of just sort of going with it. Yeah, we we're just sort of winging the food. We we're like eating like half scoops of Chinese and <laughs> lasagna, <laughs> lasagna and fruit smoothies, and we we're done for uh, EMS medical services. They were trying to raise money for uh, an ambulance, and their boy Tom Gurley was looking after us, and he was just constantly feeding me like ham and cheese sandwiches. I just it was like never wanted to see another one again <laughs> but yeah it was interesting how, how do you train for that then do you just you just putting the big miles in really yeah yeah thing? but it's done big massive swims like two two miles in the morning before work two miles after work mm. uh, would have done silly bike rides i remember training for it i done on my own i done 220 miles training on the bike mm. one day i done 50 miles around home here just in the street lights and then whenever the daylight broke, I'd done a big loop way down by Ross Traver, Bomb Bridge, pulled down. It sort of would have been my Ironman route, which was 110 mm-hmm. miles, plus the 50. And then i come home, got changed, and then done another, whatever it was, 50 or 60 miles, mm-hmm. round home, local. Do you find that's like, when you're training for that, like, because you have your three disciplines, the bike's the most critical one really, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, well, you're on the bike the longest, like, so. But I, I would have been a cyclist anyway, mm-hmm. you know, before I started running. But uh, again, me and cousin Bob, uh, what I went out, I had went over to his house after work on a Friday evening at ten o'clock, and I would have just done laps right around till ten o'clock the next day on the bike. Did you do anything with heart rate training or anything at those stages? No, right? not at that stage. No, it was just. Yeah, maybe just doing it anyway. Like, yeah, we're we're, I, we're we're been keeping low heart rate anyway, but mm. as you say, without really realizing you were doing it. And what about the the run aspect of it then? Did you do long runs or were you just like? No, that was kind of like what I done, say what I done. Belfast Marathon and then what a not really long training runs but I just would have entered like the yeah. the Mornway Ultra and just mm. done big big races like that forty milers and stuff. Just get your body to adapt to the long yeah, stuff really. Yeah, uh-huh, just uh, get used to the the slogan. And did that come first? The 
triple Iron Man. Uh, well, I had done uh, the very first Iron Man was Sherborne in 2006. was the first mm-hmm. official single Iron Man. Uh, and I had done Belfast Marathon the year before that, just in prep. Because you need to do a marathon before... Well, you don't need to, but it's best to do a marathon yeah. before you do an Ironman. So just to know what's ahead. Just to know like. what's ahead, yeah. It's such a mental game, like, isn't it? Oh, big time, yeah, 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 yeah. And do you find, like... Can you remember back to that then, some a real low point in the race, and you're thinking to yourself, like... Yeah, well... Jesus, what the heck? Yeah, uh, well, your first one, you're sort of buzzing, obviously. Yeah. And there's good atmosphere. I remember just getting out of the, out of the water. It was uh, two laps two laps in the lock and I remember the army was there like helping people out of their wetsuits and trailing people out of the water and I just remember the, the army guy kind of picking me up and he like looked me in the eye and he was like good lad keep going and I was like great I've got the swim done because obviously everybody fears the swim so yeah. swim done and then out onto the bike and I think the bike was three laps of the course that time and again because I was a cyclist I, I was fairly confident I was going to get the bike done mm. and then in a transition and I seen the family and then got the goodies on and out for the run then and just you don't really think of it as a marathon you just kind of it's a run and you just tip away and you know you're going to get there that's yeah yeah yeah. if you're on your feet you just one foot in front of the other and Mm -hmm. if you have to walk you walk and if you already run you try and run did it pour down all day that day (laughs) Uh, no it didn't it was actually it was actually good it was good that day you know I got away with a while at that time so I did yeah so take that to the triathlon then to its most extreme and then you talk about the Decker. Yeah. The Decker Ironman, which is ten Ironman really in ten days. Yeah. It's really as basic and as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the first conversation that you had when somebody brought that up? Yeah, well again that would have been my cousin Bob Davison. He <laughs> he's a to blame Bad for a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kinda of just escalated but all we'd both done like a few Ironman and then we'd done the triple. Uh, but we done an Irish Ironman we put our own twist on one so we're, uh, we went to lap the lock one year on the feet yeah. the same day as the bicycles were going around it and then I remember I'd walk the dog and Bob had said we'll lap the lock and I remember thinking we could do 100 miles so I had got a buy to sponsors Paul Feeney and uh, Donick Moore had sponsored us so it was about 100 miles back till base and then we thought Philip, if we could do 100, we could do 112 miles, which would be the Ironman bike. So then we decided we'd do this Irish Ironman, we called it. So we left Bob's house and we cycled 13 miles out to Ballyronan. And we met a few boys out there and then we done the 2.4 mile swim in Ballyronan. And then we cycled the 13 mile back. So that was the marathon done on the bikes. The swim done in the lock. And then we headed off from Cookstown to Macrofelt to lap the lock. On your feet? On the feet, yeah. And then right around the Bali Run again, back into Cookstown and out to Donick Moor till the cryo mm-hmm. chamber where we're finishing. So it actually worked out 114 miles in the feet. Jesus. And I think that whole thing took 36 hours. That's unreal, like. To, start, to get completed. That's class. And then it kind of just escalated to that. And then. How, how, how does your body then, like. Do you not know, pick many injuries up or anything? Yeah, like well, that? I remember. I remember about, well that must have been about 100 miles in on the feet, coming up Cookstown, money more during carriageway. <laughs> I remember Bob and everybody was laughing at me because I kept getting a sharp pain in my right foot and they kept saying like a, there was like a sniper shooting me in the foot and I would just go down in a heap 
for a couple of minutes and then back up and go again and but whenever the pain wasn't there it was grand I could run but then all of a sudden it would just bang hit you and you go down again and then just just eat painkillers and keep going just when the pain lifts do as much as you can yeah like, yeah try and do as much as you can it happens again like, sort of like a wee interval run yeah your PT is bound to help you like isn't it because you have a good overall sort of strength and conditioning yeah. in your body don't oh you? yeah yeah I do a lot of kettlebells a lot of strength mm-hmm. and then especially this last couple of years well obstacles you, know, you find you that really stands oh, by, by far like, yeah yeah like well, I used to go mountain biking to Scotland every year and I hadn't been doing much biking obviously because I was running and the lads had said to me we're going to go you know in September which was like two months out so I only done like three bike rides and went over to Scotland and obviously there's a lot of climbing on the, mm-hmm. the mountains in Scotland and just jumped on the mountain bike and it was like as if I was never off the bike you know just mm-hmm. powered on and definitely the fitness and the PTs mm-hmm. helps uh, and what thing. do you think because I, I hear a lot there's a lot of PTs and and for my training I always like to be intentional I always know like, like we've got a race coming up yes um, like I haven't been on the bike in over a year which yeah. is terrible <laughs> only because I haven't had any goals with yeah. the bike and that's, mm-hmm. I just sort of switch whatever my goal is I just sort of yeah, move yeah, towards that know. and when I hear about people going to PTs you know every morning um like I just see people coming the next day and they're walking like cowboys, etc. Like what sort of condition or what are the best type of exercises ready for a runner that they could be doing? Yeah, well I like doing like body weight, lots of functional strength mm-hmm. movements. And doing core like Yeah, core. yeah, a lot of core work. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, don't do overly a lot of like heavy squats or anything. Do a few mm-hmm. heavy enough deadlifts, body weight deadlifts and stuff. Uh, but just general like there is a, a pile of wee like bear crawls and wee mm-hmm. animal moves you know primal moves that are real good for your strength and your core and hip flexors and there's a like you don't need to come in and beast somebody till they can't walk out the door and it does happen now and again but <laughs> whenever you're just maintaining it it's better just little and often you know yeah. it's good and lots of wee silly body weight moves that are very hard to do are really so good it's good, for it's good from the your perspective because you're you're a runner yeah so if somebody is looking to improve their running and their conditioning or even biking or triathlon etc yeah, you sort yeah. of know oh I you know well there's PT has no awareness of that yeah they're well, just into strength and conditioning it's yeah. how do you actually apply a specific sort of routine yeah. well that's why I get a lot of people coming to me that want to run or want to do their first yeah. marathon or their first 10k at least well with my Good experience, experience i can guide them in the right direction yeah, they you know can safely say you've got a little bit of experience <laughs> yeah yeah you. <laughs> you're gonna have to start um run backwards run classes like on yeah, Tuesday yeah. And Thursday night. <laughs> yeah well actually i had because uh, i was coaching a few people there i had three in you know a wee mile backwards run for them <laughs> yeah. Each other. so Brilliant. yeah yeah they were doing it so it was great so tell me about the death of iron man i'm really interested in that i remember the time jerry duffy had yeah. done it like he'd written a book mm-hmm. and i if I can remember, he like he won by about fifteen hours. But yes, he was. It's whether or not anybody makes it to the finish line. Yeah, to yeah. be honest, oh, like because this phenomenal. people just drop out. But I think I read one time is only like maybe about seventy people in the world yeah. have actually completed a DACA. Yeah. Um. So that's ten hour men in ten days, which is an hour yes. man is two point four mile swim, one hundred twelve mile bike, then a marathon at the end of that. Yeah. So if it's taking you like fifteen, sixteen hours, you know. Yeah. You, you have to get back, recover, sleep, yeah, get well, your body ready for the next day. We had brought the, <coughs> excuse me, I had a wee camper van at the time, so we brought it out to Leskerlock and parked it up. So that was the, 
that was a family holiday for a fortnight at Esker Lock. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to be in the water every morning at seven o'clock and there was a twenty one hour cutoff going by the UK DACA okay. time. So we all had a there was three of us started. There wasn't had to be seven but a few of them had just couldn't make it at the very start, so there was a. Uh, You're doing the hair or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, keep getting the hair done this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they had the three of us started. There was Andy Hazard, and then Bob Davison, yeah. and then myself. So, but again, we had people coming out with us. They were doing the swim. Some of them did a full iron that day. Mm. They didn't have to stay with us, but they did their own thing. Uh, but again, yeah, it was something else. Like, uh, I don't know if they'll ever see the like of it again out of Esker or so, anywhere. So how, how's your, yeah, exactly. Because so, I remember they were doing like, a double arm man and stuff on, on that weekend, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they could have done. I was hoping to do it that weekend. Yes. I was actually disappointed then the next year it didn't happen. I uh-huh. started looking elsewhere um, and whatever happened didn't happen to me that year. Which is a pity because I was fit then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a missed opportunity. Uh, so t- tell me how you were feeling then after the... So you've got a long haul to go. You've got 10 days to go. Yeah. Like, even after the first one, how was your body sort of uh, feeling in your mind? Like, well, like I remember finishing other like, single day Ironman and waking up the next day. Obviously you're stiff and sore and hungry and all, but you're, you can get on with it. But I remember waking up on day two and throwing my feet over the side of the bed and putting my feet on the floor. I just remember looking up at the wife and going... This should feel like day eight here, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was cruel. Uh, but again, we just got on, we got the wetsuit on, got into the lock and got the laps done. I think it was mm. four or six laps every morning of the swim, which took about uh, about an hour and 15, hour and 20 oh, minutes. Swimming, and then uh, the wife had all the food and all prepped for me. Shammy what cream what type of shorts. food were you eating? At that time, would have been eating like warm we were taking like tomato soup, maybe we were dipping mm. bread into it, a uh, bit of pasta, maybe like uh, peanut butter sandwiches, proper whole food if you know what I mean. Yeah, weren't. good think, energy, good fats. Yeah, I think over the whole time I maybe only had like five gels yeah. over the whole ten days because your the body's not going fast and sugar like at all. No, no, so we're eating proper foods and then... So I a lot of calories <coughs> burned during the arm, man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we're burning probably 10,000 every day. You know, because <laughs> yeah. we're on the go. I think, well, personally, my Ironman times were about, I think, first day was like 15 hours. And then on the grim days, it was like 19, 19 and a half yeah. hours. For the she doesn't give you much rest to get back. No, no, days. you're literally just in, maybe not even get the legs rubbed. I think I showered the very first night, and after that, I never showered till I got home mm-hmm. again. Uh, and then just, it was... How much sleep is that like? Were you getting four or five uh, hours? I four or five hours. Yeah. So it was, and then just into the camper and lights out. And did you find it was because I'm assuming now that most of it just become one big long blur. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I can remember. I remember good bits of it. Like, like did you find like you know day two and day three it was just getting harder and harder, or were you getting a bit of relief some days? No, no. Like day one, two, and three was tough, but then everybody had their own wee spells. You know, like yeah. big Andy is just an animal on the bicycle, so. He was maybe on the run and we still had like another 10 or 12 miles to do on the bike, mm. you know, so we could see him doing the run. So it sort of spurred you on to keep going. Yeah. But uh, no, there was, well, you seem to get faster and you get used to it. And then strange that, isn't it? I uh, like Bob would have been finished before me for a couple of days. And then the next couple of days I'd have been finished before him. And obviously you're not going to stay together the whole duration, but mm. everybody had their highs and lows. 
I, I find that amazing actually when I read through some books like Jerry Duffy's and Dean Carnass's. Yes. And once you get past that initial. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of get into autopilot and yeah, your body gets almost, used to it. I, I think it's, and that almost wants to make me test my body. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's it's just what like, it's all about, yeah. Um, like, you know, it's shit at the beginning, it's tough, etc. But you have this, your protective mind's just sort of really holding you back a bit. Yeah. You sort of come to a point where it just sort of gives up and lets you go. Yeah. And you get a bit stronger and a bit quicker. Mm-hmm. There was a yeah. guy that done um, the 50 Ironman. Yeah, the Iron Cowboy. State, Iron yeah. Cowboy. And he very much related to that as well. And he said, you know, like when he got to like number 16, 7, he thought he was done. Yeah. I remember hearing a podcast with him. And then just strangely, his mind just said, well, friggy then, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. And he just got quicker and stronger, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, like some of our times were, like I say, the mid midway through the decade, we're, we're getting faster. And, yeah. you know, a lot of on the weather too. The weather got bad at times as well being home here you're, you're not going to get 10 days in Ireland like, no, without no. seeing some wind and rain again the boys were I remember like they were brought spades and all down trying to clear the path because it was on the same path right on the marathon on so I had 44 laps to do every night on the run or 1k loops uh, but it was oh, it was grim now I remember Gatorade had sponsored the DACA and I remember drinking like too much Gatorade and my whole mouth had all like swelled up and I got like ulcers in my tongue so I couldn't mm. c- couldn't swallow, <laughs> couldn't eat any food. So a really good advertisement for Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gatorade's good. Drink, <laughs> drink Gatorade. Yeah, it was bad. But it was like the swim then. Like we weren't taking in much water. You'd imagine like swimming that. I, no, I enjoyed open water swimming even yeah. any time. And I, in fact, I found I was getting faster. Andy was a big Andy again. He was a swimmer. He used to swim for Ireland. Okay. So he's a monster of a man. Like he's about six foot four. So. Me and Bob would just stand beside him, like his children type thing, and he would have just bombed away off and done the swim, and then we would have been following around after. But no, I like Bob struggled a wee bit in the swim. Maybe he was getting cold, a bit of hypothermic, yeah. you know, getting in, so he had to keep moving. But what type of year was it? Uh, well, we started on the sixth of July, right, so okay. so it was over the July period. Mm-hmm. No, the weather was at the start now. It wasn't like it wasn't icy or cold running, but yeah. just with losing body fat and the, the lock. The lock was fresh enough at times, like, uh, but then obviously whenever we were getting tired and fatigued, mm. like we were out doing the cycle, and we had like buffs and hats and and all on us and like maybe winter gear and other people were riding alongside us, shorts and t-shirt, you know, yeah. it's just because we were that cold and fatigued, and tired. And uh, like, how how did your body react after that? Sorry, I jumped ahead there. Like, right. I'm just interested in uh, how your, like, did your immune system just totally crash uh, after that? Well, I remember well, we were all working men at the time still, and we had to just get back to work sort of as soon as. But Jesus. I remember like sort of groping my way down the hall to get painkillers in the middle of the night a couple of days after, and <laughs> it was uh, it was just like sweating bucket loads. So yeah. it was a. Uh, I remember changing my t-shirt like three times a night. You're just kind of all over the place and. Everything still swelled, and you know, we, you do find that with big events like you know, you're preparing yourself, you have a couple of weeks trying to get that preparation, then you go through that, like, and then you've you've got like the hangover from it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I don't drink, I've never had a hangover now, but I, I Not, would assume that's what it's like, <laughs> yes, because you, you, you have to let your it takes a while for your body to sort oh, out, yeah, yeah. I, I would say, really, it took about three months for the food to come back together and 
mm-hmm. sleep, get back on track and stuff. But uh, what what do you do for how how do you do anything sort of mentally to get yourself through those real low points? Like if you're on the bike and you're like in day seven, yeah, it's pissing down out, out yeah. heavens, and you're like. No, it's not much fun. Like Bob's already on the run. Like yeah. you know, like Jesus Christ. Like I, hey, what do you do? Because that situation's happened to you loads of times. Oh, and I, all yeah, these yeah. big events, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always have highs and lows, but I was just like, I never, never at any point of any race have I ever thought I'm gonna pull out here. Mm. I never, I never, like I knew time would get longer and the miles obviously seem longer, and your feet get sore and your body gets tired, but. I never thought mm. I'm going to pull out here. It's just the pain's going to last a wee bit longer, you know. But <laughs> the way I look at it is, what a job to do. It was a ten day job, and you weren't mm. going to quit. So we just had to keep battling on. So tell me about the the run then, right? So you've done ten, day ten. Mm-hmm. You've done the swim and the bike. Yeah. I don't know how many t- millions of miles you've done at that yeah. stage, <laughs> and you sort of got ten k left to go. Yeah got in your head then you're bound to have thought uh, yeah, that well, you hit mile 20 10k left to go yeah, yeah. well actually my bob bob he was uh, the first one to finish on day 10 so he finished can't remember i'm gonna say a couple of hours before me or an hour i can't just remember but i remember starting the run and i had a pile of my mates and all with me and they were like last run day 10 mm-hmm. here we go but i had a wild sore knee coming into day 10 and i remember i think Day one and day ten was my fastest marathons. I think I'd done a five oh five marathon on the last day. Jesus. And I remember getting to like halfway point and I never spoke to anybody. I was just in the zone and I just <laughs> wanted to get rid of the pain. And I was just like the quicker you run, the quicker the pain's gonna go away. So just just ran and uh, oh there was dozens of people at the finish line first. Yeah. And That's been quite emotional. Oh, it was very emotional. Uh, I think it was late on that night I had finished because I remember the wife or the mother-in-law had went home and got the kids out of bed to see me finishing and i remember the wife like she held a wee girl in her arms and i had the young boy on my shoulders and we ran down the finishing shoot then it was it was just oh, it was unreal so yeah. it was i don't think well i'm sure people thought we were going to finish but people were amazed that mm. we actually made it to the finish line <laughs> because people people come down at times maybe day four and five and they've seen us like hobbling off the bike maybe going to the toilet or coming out from getting something to eat and they, w- they wouldn't even have spoke mm. you know they were just like them men's in bits like you know <laughs> <laughs> there's no point even asking how are you here <laughs> so it was but i just remember things like that like because it must have like a 70 or 80 percent dnf oh I, yeah like out. even in the american one there was a i think there was a lady fell asleep maybe on the bike of day 10 and never finished Jeez. I think there was somebody else made it to 20 miles on day 10 mm. and fell asleep and never actually made it again but no no there's a big a big you raised a lot of money really. during that event as well didn't yeah you? again that was for cancer focus and between the three of us and then everybody say somebody wanted to come out and do an Ironman or a swim they would have put money yeah. in the bucket so there was there was nearly £25,000 lifted Jesus, for cancer unreal. focus like, so is that even in yeah it even more oh uh, yeah it yeah a... it was it was unreal the money raised was phenomenal and everybody was so good S- such a great life experience as well do you find that going through an event like that sort of changes you think? oh definitely yeah yeah by far it makes it makes like hard days at home or like anything it makes them a wee bit easier mm. you know because you just think back to that and 
Well, I would say even yet, uh, what's that? That's like six years on. I would, like I don't think about it every day, obviously, but that it sort of carried a lot of strength forward with. Yeah, yeah. That, really. well, it gives you the confidence to go and do. Mm. Say there's another marathon or an ultra coming up. You just keep thinking back to them days and think, oh. Because it really, I don't it really strips you right back. Oh, uh, there's no hiding, doesn't it? Yeah, like, no hiding from it. Like a member, you really have to keep carrying yourself forward. Like yeah, and, like in the modern world, it's funny seeing a post on Facebook earlier on, and it showed yes. like you know what life was like in thirteen hundreds and then eighteen hundreds, yeah, like year two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. but like, you know, our bodies are designed to go through that sort of hardship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so much strength and ability that we have sort of closed up and locked up inside us yeah yeah well that's what I find people like people come to me there even if it's a simple thing of doing five press ups or an ultra marathon mm-hmm. you just have to guide them in the right direction and give them that bit of belief that they can do yeah. it because a lot of people are very negative and they're like no I can't do that and literally two minutes later I have them doing what they're mm-hmm. only after saying they can't do it's quite quite amazing that that I don't know whether it's, I've talked about this in the podcast quite a few times actually, is, you know, when we go to school and you're doing your ABCs and your algebra, etc. Yes. But you come out without having that self-belief in yeah, yourself yeah. and you haven't any awareness really of your unlocked potential. No. And when I start people running and they're like, right, right, we're going to run the first 5k and they're like, well, I, there's no way I could even run a mile. Yeah. You know, and it's just so, uh-huh. and you already know they can. Yeah, yeah. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? You yeah. just got to sort of draw them out slightly, you yeah. know. But it's an amazing and very rewarding thing when oh, you start yeah. to see them to unlock that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, six months down the road, they're achieving what you knew they could easily oh, do. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. You just have to give them that bit of confidence. Like, we took a group of ones to Helmbach down Wicklow about six or seven years ago, and it was a 10K. And there was a lot of them was like, oh, I'll never be able to run 10K and blah, blah, blah. So we set out a wee loop in the forest, mm-hmm. and all they had to do was follow the arrows around. We never told them how far it was, nothing. And they had to do two loops. And whenever they go back to the car park after doing the two loops, we were like, Well, what do you think? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, good. Uh-huh. We we're like, Are you ready for the 10K Wicklow next week? And they're like, No, no, I'll still I'll not be able to do it. But the two the two loops was 10K. So they already had it done. Yeah. Like, and then you know, whenever you tell them, they're like, Go. Oh. So you can see their eyes light up and it gives them yeah, that bit of confidence yeah. to go the next week. I am. Um, I took a group to train them for a 10K and I told them to meet me in Cabroni Forest Park on day one. And they're yeah. all nervous and panicking like no, I've never run before. There, none of them had run before, so it was a group that no one had run in. And they goes right, what are we going to do? I goes right, we're going to do the ten k today. And yes. this is the race that we were training for. Yes, uh huh. And on day one, I got them to do the ten k. Lethal. But yeah. I said, we'll walk it, okay. But I paced them. Yes. And I made sure that they done the fin- they crossed the finish line a hundred yards before the finish. I got them to run the last hundred yards. Yes. And um, when we all the last person come across the line, we all done it together. Um, I had paced them, even though we walked, and they were two minutes faster than the person that had actually came last in the race the year before. Yes, brilliant. And you just see their yeah their faces beaming, and it's just the confidence. I said, so the training, so you all now know you can do it. Yeah, oh, it helps them definitely. The training now, all the training does is get you faster. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to do the 10K, and without any training, you know, you didn't even come last. Yeah. I, do you know, in the yeah, race. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. It's just such a unlocking that mental sort of... Yeah, definitely. Isn't it? It's so much in the mind. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a big believer in the mindset thing. Like, so. Um, so tell me about the Galleon Hallion. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brutal as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was 20 times up and down Sleeve Gallion and Money More, which you can see from the Money More Duke Yards right there. Jeez, what uh, height's that? That's like 1,500 uh, Yeah, well, the time... 20, 20 ascents is 10,000 metres, the same height as Mount Everest. Jesus. So, yeah, there was just a nice ring to the Gallian uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted something... To, I wanted to do something again that I wanted people to get involved in themselves. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, I knew it was going to be a suffer fest as well. So, I, there was maybe... I think there was six or eight people had maybe said they were going to do the 20 laps. And then other people just wanted to do whatever they could do mm-hmm. and how far they could go. So I knew I'd set a target of 40 hours for that as well. And I uh, went over and started training on it and done threes and fours. I think four laps was a mara. I was 10k, mm-hmm. 10k a lap round trip. So it was 120 miles by the time we'd finished. Jesus. So, and 120 it, miles. Yeah. Climb Everest, really. Yeah, well, the height of it, like, yeah. Then did you make the 40 hours? Yeah, I done... 37 and a half hours I think it was yeah. that's unbelievable isn't it yeah um, but uh, again people helped us along the way the fellow Shane he had lent us his, his house or his garage for like base camp that was about a quarter of the way up the mountain so <laughs> we had to do everybody had to do a full lap up around the top back down to the crossroads and then make their way back up and then pull into the right if they wanted a pit stop yeah. and then go again but again we just broke it down into Laps at a time, I sort of broke it down into five. Get five out of the road, another five, and another five, and another five. Uh, had a sore knee even into that race, so probably a wee bit slower and more pain early mm. on than I wanted, but the pain didn't really get any worse, so that was good. Just trying to maintain it. <laughs> but I, again, the weather was a wee bit grim at it as well for a few hours at the top of the mountain. But it was unbelievable to see, like there was a few of my clients went over, I had only ever done a 10k and one lap on the mountain with me in training and I was giving a high five on the way past and they'd say well what lap are you on and they, I was maybe on lap 11 and they were on their like fifth lap Jesus, and I was sort of oh, was unreal that. yeah yeah and they were going on beyond what they thought they were capable of some of them done like five laps went home went changed maybe went out Christmas party come back and done another five laps so it was it was unbelievable the atmosphere and all was really good at it too was that done for charity as well? Yeah, that was done for uh, a, like an adult with learning difficulties. I take a wee special needs class up the mm-hmm. town every every Thursday at one o'clock. I do a wee kettlebell class with them. So it's called Inspire. So I've done, done it for them. And actually, there was five of them clients had come over out of the wee class and they walked a lap as well. Like, and to see that was just unbelievable and they all got a wee medal at the end and a slice of pavlova and they were just feel the hair stand on the back of my neck yeah it was just talking about it, it was unreal yeah yeah and then managed to I remember starting my 20th lap and there was about oh there could have been 10 or 15 people with me that some of them had already been out all night some of them mm. were they were all on the go like for the whatever 35 or 40 hours as well and then got up to the top I remember turning around the last time and heading back down the mountain and then I think there was a wee quad. My nephew was on the quad and he skid across and I think they let a big rocket whenever it was coming down over the finish line and oh, it was surreal. It's like Moses coming down from Mount <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was surreal. Like just to... Know it's, it's great how these things, you know, just start from an idea and then they start to grow a bit of momentum. Yeah, yeah. And then people start to come on board yeah. and then the actual event happens and then 
it always just sort of builds and gets bigger than you ever expected. Yeah, yeah, to be. because I remember ordering like wee trophies and I ordered like 20 wee trophies and then like wee medals and I remember having to double up on everything because yeah. like there was complete strangers had done 10 laps and 8 laps and you always get a lot more out of it, don't you? Than, oh, you ever, I, than you're ever going to expect. Yeah, because the, they see me suffering and they think, well, he's on his 15th lap, I'll do another one mm. here with him. And before they know it, they've an hour 10k done and another 10k. And was there anybody else finished the, uh, there was the distance? A, nobody actually managed to complete the 20. Uh, Stevie Kearns, I think he'd done the most out of anybody out of the BST and Trey Limits there. He'd done 16 laps. So he did. Um, he will be a deadly ultra runner. He done the hundred miles with me at the weekend. So he did. Mm. He done a hundred front west. Uh, like he's only young. I think he's only twenty three or twenty five. So Jesus. Uh, he went to sleep for ten minutes, but he never woke up for six hours right enough. So yeah. <laughs> if he can get that under control, it's one twenty three years of age too. That's a brilliant. Because when we when we were a lot of us for when we were younger, there wasn't that much of an influence at that age, you know. Yeah. Forty three now, so going back then, there was nobody running, nobody really had bikes. But all BMXs, yeah, stuff yeah. like uh-huh. that, rally burners, <laughs> yeah, and uh, bringing tomahawks, like yeah. But um, it's great to see people now at that age because it's such a great influence, isn't it? Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, mean? like, and they're all real. Like there was a pile of people signed up, and they were all like. No, I'm just going to go and see how far I can go here with a real good attitude mm-hmm. and a real good mindset. And nobody was coming over to do like one lap really. They were all yeah, brought yeah, packed yeah. lunches and all bought changes of clothes. Like there was people that done ultra marathons that day or that weekend that had only ran like, amazing, like, six it? months like and they were buckled, mm-hmm. you know. But they just wanted to hang in and they wanted to be part of it, which is. I think that's what that's. I think that's what um the gem about energy is. Yes, that's energy. Everybody goes in, you know, with these sort of, right. We're really going to push our limits now. I'm going to go for fifty miles, and they end up doing ninety miles. Yeah. Oh, I. And they just keep on going. Unbelievable. Going yeah, going, yeah. Like, it's again a self belief, and mm. if they can do eighty or ninety miles at energy in one year, well then they can have the target of doing the hundred or hundred and five the following year, or if they go to enter another ultra marathon, well then they're just thinking their head. Well, I've already done the 80 or 90. I'll go for it. <laughs> you know, like, I know a lot of people train for ultras, but a lot of times, well, I know a lot of people that come here, there's a good snowball effect that if there's never really one person doing one race, everybody jumps on board, even yeah. if they haven't trained right. There a lot of people, they've all real good attitudes, you know. I, I love the saying, um, does it, birds of the feathers stick together yes uh-huh you know when you sort of hang about with these bad oh, influences I, yeah yeah like, definitely like because i remember when i i started in 2011 and started running for to train for half a marathon yes when i spoke to somebody who'd done a marathon i said yeah imagine doing yeah. a marathon yeah oh, that's well gone that yeah like, oh i and now unfortunately i had a friend that had done the race across scotland yes i really? can't get the freaking thing out of my head uh-huh. that wasn't the spain no it wasn't the spine, no. it was a 214 mile race yeah. across Scotland and it was the same, it had, Brilliant. I don't know if it had 20 or 30,000 feet Yes. and unfortunately I couldn't get out of my head but then the Royal Ultra 50 miles there two weeks ago, yeah. I freaking suffered yeah. the first 30 miles, Yes. which was odd because I suffered the first 30 miles and the last 20 I loved it, Yeah, there you are. just I? the way the head goes sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know? it's just the highs and lows of it, um, but I did think after the 50 there's no way I'm doing the 200 across Scotland, uh, yeah. I have thought about that so many times. Yeah. And oh, so, like, the seeds in there. Yeah, that's all it takes. Only eh? because 
one person that I knew done it last year and I watched or this year and I tracked them all the way through. Yeah, brilliant. I thought that was absolutely class. Like, yeah. you know. So you have to be careful who you hang about with and what you listen oh, to. Oh, I definitely. Like, <laughs> especially with like that, the, the blood, sweat and tears and the try limits. Like everybody is pushing each other. Like there was yeah. a load of them went down to do Celtic Warrior and there was ones like done back-to-back triathlons that they never dreamt of doing and there was ones done the full iron distance that six months ago they probably wouldn't have done only such and such is doing it so they do it then seems too. to be great momentum there doesn't it they're, oh, all, so they're all mad yeah it's just yeah, simple as that really like and they're like, they're like lemons yeah <laughs> one person like well, let's try this yeah Yay! Oh, aye, and they yeah, just yeah. all go for it but that's like. what it's all about isn't it you know and the deck of garage what's, what's that about then yeah what's so that? well the deck of garage started then after doing the deck of man mm. in 2012 uh, i had me doing wee bits of my own in the garage and then a few people were asking, could they like train with me? And then uh, finally took the car out of the garage and put a floor in it and bought yeah. more kettlebells and just kind of snowballed from that. And then I'd done part-time classes for about two or three years and then the momentum was good and I just I bit the bullet and done my PT course and then Brilliant. just went full-time at it. It's a great setup. Like, and do you find there's a lot of... Is there sort of a lot of runners sort of gravitate towards you? Or yeah, yeah, like, runners, triathletes. You have a great CV behind you now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it just kind of snowballed, and with especially with the obstacle course racing took off, and then with mm. the big rigs in the garden and so. I was talking to Barry McCarroll there. Yeah. And Barry was like asking about his obstacle course in his yeah. garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure the neighbours wonder what's going on sometimes, but yeah, I put in put in a big rig and uh, like buried two telegraph poles in the ground six foot <laughs> in the ground and they stick out of the ground about 20 foot and then they can attach different monkey bars and nunchucks Class. and stuff to it so yeah Barry is yet to ring the bell at the far end that everybody tries well, to do Barry <laughs> <laughs> that's the challenge there he, he might be the first one to tell it but <laughs> he's yet that's to ring class. the bell he also told me to um, ask you about Going up and down Donald twelve times. He, oh, I. He did say, by the way, that you took the easy route. Yeah, yeah, I took the easy route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because what was uh, all that about then? Was that just a charity event? Because twelve yeah, times up and down. That yeah, was, that was for that, that was, was for cancer focus. Uh, again, wanted to do something mid year for them, so uh, I'd heard a few people had claimed sleep Donald ten times in a row. So I just well wanted to go that one a wee bit further. I was going to do eleven, and then. The dozen, the donor dozen, just had a nice ring to it. So, uh, I think I remember saying to Barry about it. He's like, "No, you'd definitely better do it the easy way, because <laughs> you'll never be able to do it the other way." So, I, I think that was, I think we started that on the longest day of the year, Saturday oh, morning, again, six o'clock, and again there was ten or twelve people started with me. Uh, Keith Murphy, who doesn't be well there from time to time there with the old cancer, he he done eleven ascents with me wow. that, that time uh, uh, there was loads of ones so basically just again I had the camper van and the green just at the foot of the mountain there straight up to the top touched the top of the like the wee monument at the top and yeah. straight back down again Jesus. Uh, yeah it only rained once at it as well but it rained for like eight hours in the middle of the night <laughs> so that was how long did that take uh, that took 36 hours how, how do you find them on these longer events then like from sleep deprivation to you yeah um, just sort of go past it but yeah just I try not to think about it I don't really look at the watch too much and think oh I'm on the go here 15 hours or I'm on the go 20 hours mm. I'm just trying to break it down going off uh, 3 laps done or 5 laps done or 
Just trying to stay in the moment, really. Stay in the moment, like, yeah. You have to stay. Much. Yeah, always like, well, again, with the like of that, there was people come down, done three or four laps Saturday daytime, went home, and then come back down Sunday morning and done more. Mm-hmm. So they were filling me in with a crack, what had been going on. They were asking me, and you always have to be upbeat and happy yeah. at the like of them things, and it's the crack that gets you through. Like at the Gallian Hallion, I'm sure there was people in Cookstown heard us laughing, <laughs> you know, and that was like a hundred miles in and maybe thirty hours. It releases a lot of tension. Oh, like, I, by far, but again, it was grim. Uh, I remember before that, big Andy Hazard. I think he had been working for Chain Reaction at the time, and he had given me a pair of Solomon Speedcross threes. Mm-hmm. They were about a they were about a size too big for me, but I brought them with me anyway at that time. And I remember like four laps in. I remember needing them because my feet had swelled up that much, but they were a great job yeah. for it now. But I, it was, uh, I think it was four thousand pounds. Tough coming down. Oh, yeah, the coming down. But again, I had done, like I just didn't go into it willy nilly. I'd always been going down to Donard, and yeah. I had done a couple of cents of it, maybe in a day, just training on my own, and then it escalated to thinking I could do the twelve. So I remember the day of. Belfast Marathon May Day. It was a real scorcher of a day. All my mates were doing Belfast and I went down to Donard. Just filled the car, nutrition, all the changes of clothes, change of shoes. And I remember doing seven laps of it that day mm-hmm. on my own just for training. That, uh, that is key though, and you've mentioned that on, on all of your events really, is that you really need to try and replicate it as much as possible and build oh, that up, get your body to By far, by far. Like if you're, you know, if you're going to train for a backways run, you have to run backways. Mm which is what I found with that, uh, the PT in England, he would put up going uh, around seven miles front ways to work, done a heavy weight session, and now I'm going to run the seven miles home. You know, and I remember thinking, surely you should be yeah. doing one of them in reverse, you know. Maybe say for doing three miles backwards yeah, and seven yeah, miles like, forwards. Aye, so by far, but you have to, but I would have done, well, like that Donner doesn't have done, like four laps at a time and the big day was seven laps so mm. you know but again I don't, know, I don't know anybody that's done anywhere near that to be honest uh, I think there's a couple of people have done uh, I think ten and a half times is the height of Everest yeah, so it is so I think good. I remember reading there was one or two people so you don't done. know anybody's done 12 no not I don't luckily think. enough for you like <laughs> I don't think anybody's done 12 so just plant the seed out there if anyone wants to go for the 13th. Barry McCarl talked about it, but <laughs> I think he's too wee. And uh, he also mentioned yeah. that so he said only Keith Clark has got a donkey that looks like a horse. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out the back, one of the farmers had left uh, a horse and a donkey one time, and I think Barry, early one morning, he was coming to the garage one Friday morning at five to six, and I think he mistaked the the donkey for the horse maybe I'm not too sure what happened <laughs> so you've, you've mentioned maybe a potential record there for the 100k sword going backwards yeah have have you any seeds planted in the garden at the minute uh, nothing nothing at the moment uh, I always said I'd maybe like to swim a marathon out of Esker Lock mm. non-stop 26 miles yeah well, the DACA that time was 24 over the 10 days you know but don't know Jesus. something maybe a bit less impact on the body yeah 26 miles how far would burst the channel be yeah uh, don't I think like. I think at the shortest point of the channel swim is maybe 17 miles yeah up up till 24 depending on where you go from but again 
yeah, it'd be nice to do something like that, but it's a lot of time and money and logistics and stuff, you know, so maybe if you're a big sponsor there, you could, <laughs> you could tackle it, you yeah. know, but... So you've done great with the actual fundraising. I think I did read somewhere that you'd raise over £100,000 in these sort of events that you have. Yeah. It's great, great when you can do events where people can join in as well. Oh, so I, it really gets some momentum, doesn't it? By far, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, whenever I put that up about doing the 100 Mile Backways, I was originally going to do it on one of the May bank holidays. Mm. And I must have got about 10 messages, people going, oh, don't do it on such and such a day and don't do it on such and such a day because <laughs> I'm away and stuff. So then that's why I kind of brought it forward. I know people probably thought I was mad doing it, like at winter time or whatever. But although I know I got shafted with the rain, but the weather oh, yeah. it wasn't overly cold. You know what I mean? But it just meant that it freed up that weekend, and there was more people could mm. come out. You know, so and it was great after obviously falling the back of Dublin as well. Like, oh, it all worked. Yeah, yeah, all well, by far, yes. And you got an award for sort of that fundraising as well yeah it's been very a, humbling yeah yeah i got a bam a british empire medal for all my fundraising so that's class yeah. yeah it was nice so i went down to hillsborough castle there and got awarded the medal and then in fact uh, i didn't think anybody was in stormy but somebody phoned me from stormy the other day to say that we can go over till buckingham palace next march may next may sorry to that's class to get a wee nosy around it as well it's great, like, because you can tell through the story that you've gone through, like, that you've got so much from it. You've also given back so much as well. Like, there's good karma in there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was trying to help as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people, like, there was, uh, even at the back way, there hundreds there. There was, there was a young girl that had done her first 10K at it. And I think there was another fella that had done her, his first 10 miles. And then you hear through the grapevine all week there that somebody had done their first marathon. And that somebody had done their first ultra and all, and it just Class. makes you proud, you know, that you can yeah. put on that. And obviously, with my family and all, that everybody talks well of them and how well organized it was and how well looked after they are. You know, whenever I, whenever I brought the 100 miles forward, and I generally look through the calendar to find a date, but the first thing I do is say to the wife, Is there anything on that weekend? And then I phone my mum and dad and ask them, Is there anything on that weekend? <laughs> and then I phone my sister because. Like I wouldn't dream of doing it without all of them, yeah, yeah. you know. Also, it's a bit like the DACA. I know Bob, Andy, and myself. We done the miles. It was everyone else around us that done all the hard work. Mm. As you know, and we're you ask any of them, they're all humble for that. Because the support crew means an awful Oh, by far you couldn't, like even at the weekend there. Like I literally just walk in, fire off your wet clothes, stick on dry clothes, and away you go. You don't even have to ask. Yeah. Or anything and the girls is all run around with like i say drying stuff in the tumble dryers stuff in your shoes full of newspaper like they're just getting sandwiches ready for you the soup's there you don't even have to think you just do the miles so brilliant obviously all that helps keith you're a big in the light <laughs> so you are like you've inspired so many people and especially around this area everyone yeah. talks about you Cheers. very highly Thanks very much for no allowing me into all. your home today. Thank you very much. It's so, great. We'll plant the seed now and talk to Barry about these 13 cents, these cents yeah, of yeah. dollars. Uh-huh. See how that yeah. goes. <laughs> Cheers, Keith. 40 hours. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. This podcast just what I needed to give me a boost of motivation. We only scraped the surface of what Keith has achieved, an inspiration to many raising over 100,000 for charity. 
and helping countless people to achieve more than they dream possible. Byron McCarroll, I hope you're listening and I hope you're ready for 13 Ascents of Donut. That seed's been planted, so make sure you get your boots ready. Hope you all enjoyed. Until next week, stay safe and keep on moving.